Hey, and welcome to the Free Chapel Podcast. Let's get into this week's message from Pastor Jensen Franklin. Look with me in your Bibles at the book of Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13. I'll begin reading with verse 6, but I want to highlight verse 3. I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. That is, that is, the, uh, that is the, the, the reason that everything follows is that verse. And I don't have time just to go into it. But just remember that verse. Unless you repent, you will also likewise perish. Now go to verse 6. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and found none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year. One more year. Until I dig around it and I dung it. <laughs> I like that. Until I dig about it and I dung it. How many of you from the farm? All right. Would you turn and tell your neighbor what dung is? Just because they may be confused. And, but he said, he said, I, give me one more year. And listen, listen to the final verse. And if it bears fruit, well, I like that. It's kind of like the, 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 the worker in the field. Well, what can I say? I, I, changed, I changed it. I, I turned it from unproductive and unfruitful to fruitful. And if it bears fruit, well, but if not, after, after you've given it one more year, then you can cut it down. Three years, the tree produced no fruit. Three years, no growth. Now, I think this is so important. The owner of the field represents God, and the owner of the field chose the soil that the tree was planted in. And the soil was not the problem. I can prove that to you because the other trees around it were fruitful. The other trees planted in the same circumstances became fruitful. But one tree who was planted in the soul that God knew was the only kind of soul that could produce greatness, growth, and fruitfulness in that tree. He didn't need luxurious sand. He didn't need uh, everything perfect with nutrients. He didn't need everything that he thought he needed. God chose the sand and he wanted the tree to be fruitful where he planted it. Not if I were not in this situation, then I could be fruitful. But God understood that it actually would take that kind of soil to produce greatness, fruitfulness, productivity, the best that he could get out of that tree. If God's put you in problems and pain, if God has put you in circumstances that you would not choose, 
It's just a sign that God knows that the only thing that can bring out of you faith like you have never walked in is if he plants you in the soul that you're in. And just when you're ready to give up, just when you think you have a right to give up, it's been three years, might as well quit, might as well walk away, might as well try something else. Nothing's changing in my, in my vineyard. The voice of the dresser of the field, the worker of the field, who is a type of Jesus, speaks up and says, give it one more year. Give it one more year. Turn to somebody and say, give it one more year. I'm preaching today on this is our year. And I don't care if you get excited. I've heard from God and this thing's burning in me. This is our year. You can't quit now. You can't throw in the towel now. You can't back up now. This is the, give it one more year. Don't quit. Give it one more year. And he didn't say give it one more year so that you can keep doing what you've been doing so that we can cross our fingers and wish for the best. Because that's what most people do. That's why they stay in a cycle of defeat year after year. You got a lousy marriage, but you don't do nothing about it. You got, you got depression and defeat, but you don't do anything about it. You're, you're, you're unhealthy, but you don't do anything about it. You're upside down financially, but you do the same thing over and over and over. And he said, if we're going to change this thing, I need one year to do two things, implying that because these two things have not been done the last three years, nothing's changed. If you want something you've never had, you've got to do something you've never done. And he said, so, so give me, notice the two things. He said, he said, give me, give me one year. One more year is all that I need from this unfruitful, unproductive, weak, pitiful tree. It could be the family tree. It could be the whole family withering up. It could be the, the, the tree of faith in your life and in your walk with God. It could be withering up and you've been in the same soul and you love God, but you come to church and you're not fruitful and nothing ever changes. He said, if you'll let me and give me permission to do two things to that tree, I'll turn it around in one year. Let me dig it and let me dung it. If you still don't know what dung, in, dung, dung is, um, it's, um, it goes with the word bull manure. What are you thinking? Is that plain enough? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Some of that's got to come in your life. No, it's not optional, and you would rather not, and it stinks, and it's messy. But God said, I'm going to use the most obnoxious, messed up stuff that the enemy thought would bury you. It will become the catalyst for growth, and I'm going to raise up everything I promised in your family, in your life, in your faith, in your walk with me, if you will let me dig it and dung it. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. You'll never be what God intended you to be 
until you learn how to overcome. And in order to overcome, you have to learn in hard times, painful times, dig in deep. That's not the time to quit. Dig in deeper. Dig in deeper. God put everything that we needed in this earth in the ground. He put oil in the earth. He put gold in the mountains. He put coal to keep us warm. He put it all, but he put it deep enough that lazy people can't get to it. Woo. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I think I'll stay right there. I was going to move on, but I think I'll stay right there. You know, uh, there's something about there's something about the struggle, the pain, the trouble. When 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 it, when he said I'm going to dig the tree, it means that I'm going to mess with the environment around the tree. I'm going to dig up all the hard places that have stayed the same for a long, long time. I'm going to dig up the environment all around the tree. I'm going to break it up. I'm going to tear up some relationships. I'm going to tear up some things. I'm going to cause you to become soft and moist again. I'm going to cause you to cry again. I'm going to cause you to have a heart that I can touch again. You become too professional in your walk with Jesus. You become too hard. You become too untouchable. So I'm going to take some things and turn them over and tear up the ground. I'm going to get you in a broken place. I'm going to get you in a place where, where, where you didn't know the fruit that I had in you. You thought you were going to coast the rest of your life, but I'm going to allow things in your life that will break up the hardness and you will get tender again and you will get desperate again and you will need me again. Because whether you know it or not, when I look at the other trees that are prospering and their trials, pain, and problems made them more fruitful, but you're all dried up in your praise. You're all dried up in your faith. You're just about ready to quit. You're hit, skipping, and missing your Bible and your prayer. But you got to dig into prayer. You got to dig into the Word. You got to dig into the church like this. If you get in this church and dig into it for one year, I promise you, at the end, of this year, you will say, this was my year. I have fruit where I had no fruit. I have blessing where there was cursing. Oh, hallelujah. He said, I'm, I'm going to dig it out. I'm going to dig out some relationships and I'm going to use pain and I'm going to use problems. Job looked so Job looked so fruitful. He was the wealthiest man in the East. He had a beautiful family, seven gorgeous daughters. The Bible said they were the fairest in all the land. He had a wonderful marriage. He had barns and mansions and blessing that the world would say. But God looked at him and said, I see so much more in you. You think that you can just coast the rest of your relationship, but I'm going to dig around you, Job. And there's trouble in the home, and there's trouble in the family, and there's trouble with the children, and the finances, and the health. Job, just everything around him gets tore up. And yet, this is so big, it's not pleasurable. But Job didn't backslide during the digging. 
Job didn't get mad at God and quit and say, I'm done with my faith. I'm done with that church stuff because look at my life. No, many people get to this point just when God's doing the work. And can I just preach a minute? If God is digging and dunging you and throwing crud, I'm trying to, I'm thinking of my mother because she would not want me to say crap. I, if, if, I don't know how else to preach this. If it's in the Bible, I need to preach it. Sometimes you feel like it's just hitting you. It's just mess everywhere. But oh, I need to tell you that if that's going on, I saw something in the story I've never seen. If you're getting dug and you're getting dunged, it just means that, thank God for it. Shout about it because the next step is cut it down and throw it away. I'd rather be getting dug and dunged. Oh, come on. I'd rather know that God is working all things together for my good. I'd rather know that he's going to use it as fertilizer. Everything hell's brought against me. It's just going to make me grow. It's just going to make me believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he said, after I dig it, you're going to have to dig deep. You can't quit during the digging. Throw your hands up if God's been doing some digging and tearing some stuff up. Would you just throw your hands up and praise him out loud? Take a praise break for 15 seconds. Open your mouth and verbally say, God, thanks. Thanks for not. See, I need to preach Jesus right here because the owner in the story is God. The tree in the story is you and you and me. But the, but the worker in the field is Jesus. And here's the thing that I've never seen. God, the, the owner, gets furious at the tree after three years. Of, and and, and he, come, he would come every year at the beginning of the year and say, have you made any improvements? And boy, that thought hit me. It actually scared me. God comes back and checks up on us once he plants us in certain soul. And he wants to come and he don't want to hear whining. He don't want to hear complaining. He don't want to hear excuses. He wants to see some fruit. Fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, patience, long-suffering, kindness. You are changing. It's changing you. The circumstances have not changed, but it's changing you. And the father gets furious or the owner gets furious at that dried up, pitiful, puny tree. But here's what got me. Just when he said, cut it down, I give up on it and give that ground to another tree that'll make something out of it and quit whining. Somebody could make something out of your marriage. Somebody could make something out of what you have, not if you had this, that, or the other. You know what? God said, cut it down, but then we're introduced to the third character. <laughs> He's the dresser of the field, and he says three words, let it alone. And suddenly he becomes the middleman. And instantly, this is what blessed me, the owner is furious at the tree, but he never speaks to the tree again. He takes out all his vengeance, all his vindication, all his anger all of it, he takes it out on the dresser of the field who was innocent and had done nothing wrong. It was that dumb tree over there. It's not him, but he starts 
speaking, he never speaks to the tree again. He speaks to the one who's the middleman. I introduce you to Jesus, the one who hung on a tree in your place, in my place. And he said, when judgment said, cut him down, he said, leave him alone. Listen to the words and give me one more year. I'm telling you, 2022 is the year. This is our year. We can see our family tree come alive again. We can see our financial tree come alive again. We can see our health come alive. Our nation needs to come alive again. This is our year. Let him dig you. Let him dung you. Hallelujah. So what, what, what do you mean not, I get the digging part, but what is the dunging part? Well, back a hundred years ago, when the main transportation was horses, I read something this week that the average horse uh, has passed through him <laughs> 54 pounds of manure a day. And a hundred years ago in New York City, before the horseless carriage, as they call a car, and, and uh, you know, and before that, in New York City, for example, they had 150,000 horses on the streets every day. <laughs> that adds up <laughs> to over 10 tons of manure on the streets. Every day, because horses have exhaust pipes too. <laughs> right? Can you imagine 10 tons every day you walk out in the street? And what I want you to understand is this. That when he said, I'm going to dung it. I'm going to take the wasted years, the wasted relationships, the broken things that have happened, the terrible decisions. I'm going to take the manure, the dung. I, I, I want to say it like this. I, I, I'm going to take the crap and recrap it. I'm going to recycle every nasty, smelly, stinky, obnoxious thing that has happened in your life and I'm going to turn it into fertilizer. And after I've dug you up, I'm going to put I'm going to take what the enemy thought would destroy you and wipe you out and make you quit. I'm going to actually use it as fertilizer, as miracle growth that will cause what only trials, pain, problems, and suffering can cause. Put your hands together and say, he's working all things for my good. I'm going to give you a message out of the mess. The Apostle Paul put it like this in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 8. This is what he said. He said, yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ.
my Lord, for whom I have suffered, listen to this, the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. He said, I went through things that you cannot imagine. I lost this. I lost that. I was beaten. I was stoned. I was snake bit. I was persecuted. I was imprisoned. I was hungry. I was suffering. I was rejected. I was beheaded. But I'm going to tell you what it all ended up being for me. It ended up being fertilizer. I count it all as fertilizer. If I hadn't been through that, I wouldn't be the apostle Paul that wrote half the New Testament. So whatever it takes, Lord, just don't cut me down. Let You can dung me. You can dig at me. But God, I want to be fruitful and stand one day and say, and hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I'm preaching better and you're letting on. Don't quit this year. Psalms 83 and verse 9, if you, if you read verse 9, he lists all the enemies that's coming against him, all these people, the Midianites and Sisera who had iron chariots, all of those people. And listen to what he said happened. He said, when they perished at Endor, because God took care of them, they became as dung for the earth. One translation said, the very thing trying to destroy you, God will use as fertilizer. Woo, I felt something on that. Let me close with this. Jesus, you're too late. Lazarus is dead. And here's this little line. It's been four days. And by this time, King James Version, he stinketh. This is manure. This is dung. Jesus smiles, says, oh, you don't get it. That's just, that, that's just fertilizer for the supernatural. The stinkier it gets, it's just, it's just fertilizer for miracles. You can't have the miracles growth. You can't have miracle growth without fertilizer. And the worse the smell, my life stinks, my marriage stinks, my, my family stinks. Oh no, that's just the fertilizer for the greatest thing you've ever seen God do. The situation you're going through right now that stinks, if you'll trust God, he'll turn it into fertilizer. I feel a give it a one more year spirit beginning to take over the room today. Now give your neighbor an elbow and say, we can't quit. Give it one more year. This is no time to quit. This is no time to give up. This is a time to dig. Hallelujah. Raise your hands and praise the Lord for one more year. Now, I just really feel like saying this. This is not going to be a year of gloom and doom and sad and bad news every day and every month. I know trouble's going on, but God's going to give his people a hiding place. 
And I say to the spirit of death, I say to the spirit of depression, I say to the spirit of hopelessness, I say to the spirit of infirmity, and boy, here's a big one. I say to the spirit of fear, you are defeated because everything you've tried is just fertilizer in my God's hand, and he's going to get glory out of everything you've been through. If you believe it, give him a mighty praise this morning in this house. Stand to your feet at every campus all over the room and take a minute and praise him that, that there is a timeline for fruitfulness. One more year. One more year. Turn to somebody and say it. One more year. Stay strong. Keep believing. One more year. Keep praising. Stay, stay in church. Keep giving. Keep honoring God. Keep standing in faith. One more year. This is a word from the Lord. I'm not playing games this morning. I know when I've heard from God, and this is not going to be a year of gloom and doom, we will write down 2022 as the year of turnaround, the year that God turned some things over, and he softened our hearts, and we grew, and we blessed, and we prospered, and we were fruitful. But he ended or began the story with saying, you better repent or likewise you'll perish. Then he went on to tell this story that I'm going to dig you and I'm going to dung you. But at the end of this year, I wish you'd have went to another church because then you wouldn't be accountable for this word. But since you were here and God knew you were here and he laid this message on my heart, this is not another year. This is a year when we need to believe that our family tree will have fruit like you can't believe. And if that's the area the enemy's been hitting you in, everything he's done is fertilizer for the miracle growth of the supernatural that God's going to do in that same situation, in that same soil. You get it? I feel better because I've carried this thing. Why don't you just reach over and Touch somebody on the shoulder if you're with your husband or wife. Just grab them by the hand. And just hold those hands up or one hand up or whatever. And just say, God, we as a church receive this word. Those of you online, those of you at all of our campuses, just right now, begin to praise God. Like the Apostle Paul, I count it all as dung. I count it all as fertilizer. I was moping about it and whining about it. But you know what? It's just fertilizer. Like Job, at the end, he was blessed double. And I'm just telling you, God knows what he needs in the soil to bring the kind of harvest he wants to bring to your life. So trust him. 
him and just worship him and get some joy back in your life. Get some nutrients back in your spirit and in your soul because right now as he's breaking things up, he's also making you tender and soft and, and you're not going to be as hard. You're going to be sensitive. It doesn't have to keep in a cycle of deferred dreams year after year after year after year. God doesn't want that for you. That it's another year and nothing's happened. It's another year and nothing's happened. That's not God's will. And his word backs it up this morning. This is the year for turnaround. This is the year for change. This is the year for deliverance. This is the year for freedom. This is the year for health. This is the year for blessing. This is the year. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps this podcast reach even more people. Free Chapel can now be your home church no matter where you live with Free Chapel Online. Watch weekly messages from wherever you are with your family and friends, join online small groups, volunteer, and more. Plus, there's weekly content for youth and kids. Join today by downloading the Free Chapel app or head over to freechapel.org online. And a special thanks to those who give generously to help us produce weekly content like this to reach the world with the message of Jesus. If you'd like to partner with us, you can give by clicking the link in the description or on our website and app. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.